0: Money FM 89.3. Best of Breakfast. The Bigger Picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Welcome to the Bigger Picture, and we are zooming in on the Singapore economy where the second quarter GDP numbers are out. And alongside that, Singapore has downgraded its economic growth forecasts to a range of 0.5 to 1.5% this year. And that's amid a weak outlook for manufacturing and some of the slowdown being seen in key partners. And the second quarter came in at a growth forecast or growth of 0.5%. That is in the second quarter of 2023 and 0.4% in the first three months. So that is what we'll be digesting and help us unpack the numbers. We've got Selina Ling, Chief Economist for OCBC Bank. Good morning, Selina. Good morning, Ryan. Hey, by and large, if you look at the downgrade, we had a wider range, up to 2.5% earlier. Now it's been cut back to 1.5%. So it does look like we are in for a... More conservative um, outlook. What's your impression of the latest numbers so far?
1: Well, I mean, if you look at the revised second quarter numbers, we still did escape a technical recession. uh, Although I would characterize it as by the skin of our teeth because the zero point one percent quarter-on-quarter expansion in the second quarter. I think what's quite clear is that you know the downside risk arising from a weak Chinese recovery. And also a very prolonged global downturn in the electronic sector. Those two really are the headwinds that is weighing down growth momentum going out in the second half of this year. Actually, the narrowing of the official growth forecast range for 2023 to the lower half of 0.5 to 1.5% was, I think, to be expected. Uh, we were looking for growth to basically come in slightly under the 1.5% handle for the full year already.
0: Mm. You are forecasting actually an upward revision for the second quarter, but we didn't get that. So where is the surprise coming from?
1: Yeah, so actually because the June uh, industrial production number came in slightly better than expected and there was a slight upward revision to the May industrial production number, which mm-hmm. is why we were expecting that, you know, second quarter GDP growth could have been revised up marginally by about 0.1 percentage points. But I think uh, you know, electronics continues to remain uh, largely a dead weight. I mean, manufacturing has shrunk year on year for three consecutive quarters. And in fact, the second quarter underperformance is even worse than the first quarter at minus uh, 7.3% year on year. So I think it's fair enough to say that, you know, manufacturing really going to still be kind of like the millstone around the neck for the year term.
0: Yeah, okay, let's unpack what's coming up and if you look at the MTI assessment, uh, some of the things they are flagging is the external demand outlook for the rest of the year remains weak. So we're talking about China, but they've also been talking about stimulus measures. So how bad is the Chinese economy right now when you look at the growth prospects at least? Well,
1: for China, we have downgraded our full-year growth expectations uh, to around 5.5%. I think the issue with China is that so far, a lot of the expected stimulus measures have been coming in drips and drops and uh, slightly below market expectations. So not quite the bazooka that, you know, people have been hoping for. So you can look at the Chinese economy as uh, glass half full or half empty, depending mm. <laughs> on uh, whether you want to be optimist. So, I mean, generally, the worse the data, the higher the expectations for more aggressive policy stimulus from China's side. But it's just that so far, the pace is a little bit disappointing. So, markets still really waiting for, you know, uh, all the announcements to come on stream. But of course, the speed at which it comes uh, is going to be something that we have to watch for.
0: Yeah, Selena, I guess uh, one bright spot is China has lifted a ban on group tours to more than 70 locations. Uh, this includes Japan, South Korea, Australia. Of course, they are they are already coming to Singapore. Do you expect this um, Chinese tourist wave to be coming in the second half this year?
1: I think uh, yes, we do expect that Chinese outbound tourism will, numbers will pick up. Um, of course, the question of uh, you know is whether they're going to go back to or exceed the pre-COVID kind of uh, numbers in a short period of time. So while we are quite hopeful, you know, that going up in you know, the like the Golden Week period in October itself, uh, we will see a further uptick. So far, Singapore and Thailand seems to be benefiting more from the Chinese uh, tourist arrivals. But I think what's interesting to note is that it's not just Chinese arrivals that are improving. Actually, across the board, uh, we are seeing uh, very nice, healthy visitor arrival numbers for Singapore. So I would say that this is really music to the ears of all the hospitality and entertainment Mm. uh, providers. So I would expect that the services side uh, would continue to be one of the key support engines going
0: out into the end of the year. All right, we are in conversation with Selena Ling. She's the Chief Economist at OCBC Bank. Help us to unpack the latest second quarter numbers and the forecast for this year. And Selena, one of the other things that's being flagged is the downside risks in the global economy. And the MTI is flagged more persistent than expected inflation in advanced economies. How is this going to play out, you expect, for the rest of the year?
1: Well, I think if you look at the overnight U.S. inflation numbers, um, it's starting to cool in line with expectations. So it's a question of whether the numbers are coming off fast enough for the central banks to be able to pivot to uh, more dovish funds. So like the Fed, for instance, you know, are they going to hold at the September FOMC and will they start to cut rates in going into 2024? So... Actually, the IMF has upgraded, you know, the full-year growth forecast for the global economy for 2023. But I think it's really what is the 2024 outlook that will matter for central banks. And I think generally for now, we still do expect a sharper slowdown in the US economy and that the Fed will have to cut rates in 2024. And I think for Singapore itself as well, because we have a monetary policy meeting in October itself. And if you recall, MES paused in April and they are really... You know, anticipating that core inflation will come off quite sharply to around 25 to 3% handle by the end of this year. Of course, if the global downturn is going to be one that's going to unwind some of the persistent inflation, then of course there is possibility for you know room for more dovish stunts. But for now, we are really in wait and see. We just have to see the incoming uh, core inflation data.
0: Okay, I'm just wondering as well, um, if you look at the Q2 numbers, it's backwards looking. Um, have things bottomed out yet or do you think it's going to get worse from here?
1: I think there is a good chance that the worst is over, mainly because if you look at the business expectation surveys for both the manufacturing and services side, they are showing slight improvements. And also, I think the PMI numbers are also slowly creeping back you know, closer to the 50 handle, which demarkets expansion from mm. contraction but I think the pace of improvement is going to be one that's going to be like kind of like a two steps forward, one wow. step back, or a bit of a tango situation.
0: Yeah, it won't be a straight Very line. Slow. All right, so hopefully uh, things get better from here. We've been talking about the Singapore second quarter GDP numbers with Celina Ling. She's the chief economist at OCBC Bank. Selena, thank you so much for your time this morning.
1: Thank you, Ryan.
0: Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.